listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. One, two, one, two, three, four. Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do. Or you just need something fun to listen to. Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air. Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the south side. We're listening to the Southside Pond. Looking for the best Southside breweries. Or you might just need an awesome place to eat. Southside Pond! Greenwood Evergreen. Southside Blue Island Beverly. Pay listen, all sub to. You're tuned in to the Southside Pod. Oklahoma Lothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore and Bridgeview, your listening to Southside Pod. It's 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb known as Southside Pod. A lot on this episode today. John Streets, our good buddy, back here with more bourbon. A really cool thing for those of you that like to go to breweries. And he's going to tell you why Tinley Park is the place to be this upcoming weekend. My buddy Butch Zemar is going to come down here to the 9-foot homemade oak bar. I discovered something at a facility in Palos. He's the expert to talk to. And we've got a Southside band down here at the 9-foot homemade oak bar. They're a punk rock group. Can't wait to get to them. It's all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. The Express Service. Know what you want. See the cost right on the website. Order and schedule on-site immediately for quick service. Nobody else does that. Named one of the Southland's best two years in a row. If you have any questions, 708-330-4466. Your basement's best defense is at FamilyDry.com. And yeah, I know, last week, some of you got a show that had a big mistake in it. It's been fixed if you want to go back and listen to last week's episode. I won't drink so much when I'm putting the shows together at the bar. I bet you these guys have never had a drink before. Let's get our first guest in here. Stopping in. I like this. We've been getting more and more bands stopping in on Southside Pod. This is Goodbye Sunshine. Not a com band, I guess I would say. This is more of a, a punk band. This is a, a hard-playing band. This is a band that's going to uh, try to rock your face off. And like when I said, when you come down here, can you do something acoustic? I was laughed at by their manager. <laughs> like there was like, there's no way that that's happening. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks so much for having hey, the sun. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I see that we got Brad because he Brad's a drummer, right? Yep. You're the drummer, so you're from Blue Island, right? Yep. Yeah. And and we gave you the headset. Like it was like he doesn't get the big mics. He gets the headset. He's at the end of the bar, just like on stage. <laughs> Before they took my mic away from me. He looked just like Tommy Lee from the waist up. I like the uh, the Lakeshore Drive cover. I mean, when I saw that you guys did a cover of that, my first thing was like, that's one of my favorite Chicago songs yeah. that doesn't get enough play. 
Correct. And, you know, it'll be lost on people generations from now because they've changed the name of it. But that's always been one of my my favorite songs. Why yeah. did you pick that song? Why was that a song you guys wanted to cover? The funny thing about that was we were going to a recording session and we had to come up with another song or two. And it always been in the back of my mind to cover that song. I always thought it was a great song. Right before we were going to, to the recording session, I began to look up to see if anyone had ever covered that song. And I thought for sure there had to be, even in our genre of punk rock music, somebody had to cover this song. Yeah. And I searched high and low. I called Brad. I'm like, hey, Brad, dude, just check our work here. We couldn't find anyone that covered it. And I thought, man, this would be a great song to cover. And so I did a quick like, you know, version of it on GarageBand. Sent it over to Brad. Brad thought, man, I think we got a winner here. And, you know, we just put our little, you know, obviously it's a little bit different than the original, but, you know, we kept kind of true to what the song was. And yeah, so it, it is like a hidden gem. And the funny thing was, is when we recorded at the studio, we were down in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. And the guy that was recording us was like, that song is amazing. <laughs> and then when we told him it was like, you know, a cover song. A cover. Yeah, he's he like, no idea. He's like, I never heard that song. He's like, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, well, everyone in Chicago knows that song. I think we'll, we'll be found out pretty quick if we try to play that card. So, You have a big group for a, for a punk band. I see a band like that, and I think to myself, well, that they should probably just have three members. And that you have, there's, there's more than just the three of you that are in this band. Take me, take me through who's part of this band. 3.5 right now, I think. 3.5? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always a rotating bass player. August, how many bass players do you normally go through? Well, right now we are on our third one. This is only a year and a half of the band. <laughs> so we're, we're, on the, we're on the pace to break Spinal Taps record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, well, Ryan, who's the original bass player, who helped write some of the you know, first songs that we put out, um, he lives in San Diego. He's originally from Chicago. He flew in for the first recording session. Um, we had uh, Katie Karpowitz, Karpowitz or, um, yeah. from Hi-Ho and uh, Airstream Futures. She had filled in uh, for the shows that we had been playing locally, uh, but she has commitments with those bands still, so she couldn't. Uh, That'd have been cool to keep, you know? Uh, if, you get a, if you get a female uh, member in your band, I always thought that was kind of a cool thing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like people people identify immediately like, oh, look at that. Like girls come out because of it. Guys think it's cool that you got a female member in your rock band. Like when I think back to bands in the 90s, I can immediately identify all of like the female players Absolutely. in a band because it was such yeah. a rare thing. It almost yeah. like it almost like gives you just one more. I mean, I'm sure extremely talented musician. I'm not trying to like yeah. the lower it down to a level, but. It is something that, like, you know, kind of stands out on I think stage. That might have been the problem is she was too talented for yeah, us. Maybe yeah, I, I don't yeah, know if you yeah, realize yeah, we are yeah, not that talented. <laughs> we just fake it really yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Katie was, I mean, a phenomenal bass player. I'll, I'll yeah. say this skill wise and performance wise, you put those together. I can't find anyone right now in Chicago playing bass that's better than her. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Male, totally female. Fair. Yeah. I mean, she goes out there and I don't know if she likes our songs. But let me tell you, if you <laughs> no, watched, nobody really if, likes if, our songs. Yeah. But. If you watching her play, you would have thought yeah. she was playing the greatest songs in the world. I mean, she sells it. Really. Stage presence, Re amazing yeah. stage presence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you get a lot of guys or, and girls that can stand up on stage and play the notes, but it's the presence on stage. Like I remember, oh. I remember I had a, an old band director since passed on over at Brother Rice High School by the name of Leo Henning, and he came in one day. And he was like, I went and saw Natalie Cole. Remember her? She mm. she she did Unforgettable because she was Nat King Cole's daughter. 
And like the whole video was like Nat King Cole, like they were using technology that was new at the time. They found a way to splice them together. And it was such a big deal back at the time. And he goes, I saw Nat King Cole in concert. She may be his daughter, but she don't hold a stage like Nat King Cole. And that's one of the first things he said, like there's still, you could sing or you could perform as much as possible, but it's having a presence on the stage that people get into. Guess what do you call it? There's bands that show it. Yeah, you either show it or you sell it. So you either show it because you're, you know, you're really emotionally attached to it. So you're just, that comes through when you're playing the songs. You're naturally just kind of, you know, having stage presence. And there's other bands that, you know, they're good at selling it. They're there to like present a specific image and they go out there and purposefully, you know, they over exaggerate kind of in a good way, in a good, you know, in good taste. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they sell the music that way by, yeah, I would say like Motley Crue is a band that sells it. Oh, yeah, no. no question. Yeah, that that's like a band that sells it. Just fun to watch. A yeah, band that sells it is fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, they know acting the crazier they act, you know, that's selling more for them, more attention for the band. Yeah, because you know, if you really went into, I don't think they even argue. I mean, they have a, a ton of great songs, but if you went to the whole catalog, I mean, you only really listen to three songs repetitively exactly. on each yeah. album. Right. I mean, the rest of the songs are garbage. I mean, right. <laughs> where do you guys like to play at? Is there, is there spots on the South side you like to play at? Cause I know Gus, you're, you're a Beverly person who yeah. used to be in blue Island. Correct. Right. Okay. And then we've, we've got blue Island over here on the drums and then this kid's a North sider in the middle. North side. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my basement. <laughs> you're done out. How often do you get to play close to home around the South side? And are there places that you enjoy? Unfortunately, there's nothing really great on the South side and people don't come out on the South side to come see bands. We pack, Bars, like we play a bar in Blanc called Pub Time. It's a great place to play. But other than that, there's really not too much in the area. Everything's in the city. Everything worthwhile. Not a lot in the of city. venues. Exactly. Yeah. Is it hard to get into that spot in Marina Park? I always feel like it's got. You got to be a certain kind of band. Wouldn't to get be in a there. place we want to play anyway. Really? Yeah. 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 Not, not our. Not our. Not our. That's style. not our style. <laughs> Which one's that? Bourbon Street. Ah, oh, Bourbon Street. <laughs> you guys don't seem like you fit what they would no, bring into that place. No. <laughs> they they yeah. wouldn't want us anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we, you play, when you play spots based on a style of music, I would imagine you like smaller venues that are like the crowds up on top of you, right? You you want you want that intimate. I don't want to call it dive bar type feel, but something that feels like it's it's close and because that's the kind of music you play, right? That would be really accurate. Uh, dive bar. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, dive I mean, bar. yeah. Um, you know, Reggie's, we've played Reggie's. A recently. place with a cage in front of it. Yeah, exactly. Like in, like in the Blues Brothers, <laughs> yeah, where the yeah. bottles are breaking up. That's what you're looking <laughs> that's, for. That's, that's the dream gig, right? <laughs> that there. is the dream gig. Um, <laughs> no, but we played like Reggie's, which is a nice venue. Like that fits our style of music, you know, but we've got to, we had to open up for like kind of a, you know, a band that fills a place. Cover Lounge. Cover Lounge. Lounge. That's a great place. That's a, that's upper yeah. type of venue. Um, and we played, we played the Blonde Beer Company recently for Beer Can Festival. Were you up in front or in the back in that place? We were in the back. It was back. A, a, an entire festival of punk rock and ska music. We, we, you know, that's, they got all the, the, like the wooden walls around that. Yeah. Like I always imagine if that got really crowded back in there, that'd be like, that'd be like a cool place that you see like a pit break out in the back, you know? Like, did that happen during that festival? Did they start bit. rocking couple, out in that place? Yeah. 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 A couple I, of bands, yeah. I always kind of felt like that'd be kind of like, if I were younger, now I'm a little too old to get in the middle <laughs> yeah. of that. But yeah, if I were younger, that, that'd be a good place to be uh, no to be in one of those. Yeah, well, for sure. The funny thing is we played uh, last, uh, two weekends ago, we played at a place called the Melody Inn in Indianapolis. The funny thing is we showed up, there's a country western band playing. Like so a really good one. Like too. a really yeah. good one, yeah. They're, uh, so they have a country western hour before like 
they shut well they kind of kick everyone out happy hour so basically they bring in a completely different type of audience yeah that audience listens to country songs with a country band and then the country band leaves. And if they're not smart enough to understand that the crowd is changing because there are one too many Budweiser's in. They're in for a treat. They're in for a treat. There's a big wake up all of a sudden. But all of a sudden it was like, it was funny because like during that transition period, it was a mix of cowboy hats and mohawks. <laughs> <laughs> Which thank God, thank God we have a country It's song. like a really badly made video game where just yeah. the random NPC characters <laughs> show up. That's what that's like. What, what do you guys see as the the best way that you get your band exposed. I, I'm very curious about this in terms of like getting the music out there and get getting your following and making it bigger because I know it's social media. They do everything they can to try to shut down spreading things unless you're going to pay for it. Sure. So that makes it very difficult for you to do it. It's it's not the same as it was 20 years ago in the music scene. Now you're everybody can publish their stuff and put it on iTunes Correct. and on Spotify and stuff like that. And it's such a flooded area. On one hand, it's great because you can get your stuff out there. On the other hand, you're in the middle of a, the Pacific Ocean now all of a sudden with a bucket. It's <laughs> difficult to get. It's difficult to get discovered. So what do you guys do? Go on these podcasts. Yeah, well, yeah. This is how you end up on Southside Pod because you have no other option. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a magic answer because, like, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head that it's so saturated. Anybody can put music out at any time. I don't want. I don't want to go as far as saying it's a bad time to be in a band, but it's it's definitely more difficult because they you get know, that, they get that video going around on the, on the social media of a uh, of punk rock venue bathrooms with a million stickers of different bands. Oh, yeah. you, you never feel so little as a band until you see thousands of stickers of other bands. Like, oh, right. I guess there is a million of us. Then you get back into the bathroom a couple weeks later and somebody covered your sticker oh, up. Oh, that's us. We cover everybody else's stickers. <laughs> we, got, we got a feud with fight, uh, a band called Fighting for Scraps, and uh, we always we like to cover their stickers anytime we see one. Uh, what You Don't Know. Is this a new one? That's off the first one uh, recording session, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be new to everybody listening to this. I'll guarantee you that. So yeah, it's um a, a basic love story gone wrong. A basic love story gone <laughs> That's wrong. That's what the song is about. That's solid. Uh, you know, girl like, you know, dumping you for the wrong reasons and then wanting to come back after she dates a real wrong reason. Personal experience? No. He's just, the real wrong reason. <laughs> <laughs> I just flipped it. Correct. I flipped it. That's all. That's awesome. All right. Well, Brad, August, Shane, I appreciate you guys jumping down here. The name of the band is Goodbye Sunshine. Where do, what do you want them to go? You want them to go to your Instagram? You want them to follow your Instagram, Facebook? Spotify. Is there like some weird Spotify, website on the yeah. dark web you want them to do? Go My to space. Spotify. MySpace. Zanga. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got an AOL account you want to give me out, give me the email for? Remember when bands are doing, uh, they're going onto dating sites and making things? It's still a solid and idea. And, they, yeah. and they're inviting like to like a singles event. It was really their show. <laughs> I think we got to use it. That's a great good one. Idea, yeah. What are you giving that away for? It sounds like a solid idea. That's a Edit that out. Edit that out. That's our idea. Edit that out.
I have a confession to make. It's true, and I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you, and I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values, and he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. One of my favorite guests is back because he brings me bourbon. John Streets is here. How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, Chris. Thank you. Streets Arts Alliance. Uh, I was just at Mayfest uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it, it was awesome in Blue Island. And I want to give you a big shout out right away because like, that was a rain out basically last year. And it was amazing that people still kind of like hopped from place to place. and You kept some artists inside. But I was waiting to see what it looked like in all of its glory. And it was a couple blocks long. Blue Island was alive. And how many people did you get at that event? We were estimating about 1,500 people, which is definitely a huge increase from last year, which is closer to probably 800 or 1,000. 1,500 is a big number, I think, for a two-block area. Gigantic. And it was what? It was like four or five hours long? Uh, it was five hours long. Yeah. It was yeah, 12 to five or longer for those that stuck around at Blue Island Beer Company and drank more. Oh, I, I stuck around. <laughs> you were there. I, I was did. there. All the elites <laughs> were there at the end. Like, I mean, it was a who's who. I loved what happened at Mayfest. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was well set up. It would be cool. Big band in the streets and a night because I felt like you had the crowd to do that next year. John. Oh, yeah. I can't. Talk about next year. Well, I was making that suggestion to everybody over to hear me. Like I was telling everybody. <laughs> Maybe that's why there are some big <laughs> things planned for next year. I was walking around alone. Like, if you guys really want to do this, we got to blow this out. Get Green Day here. Like, I was, Ooh, I was yeah, like, I was like let's get a band. Let's get a middle street. Let's blow it up at the next Mayfest, you know? <laughs> and a big, giant Southside pod banner behind them while they're playing. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. It's my dream, Chad. The, the, the great thing about this year was it was exactly how we had envisioned it last year, but got killed by the rain. Yeah. So having old western just covered with tents you know it just was the vision that we wanted and you know everyone came out supported the artists and supported the blue island art alliance well i, I know that the restaurants and the, and the places that were open up and down the street it was like a happy busy they did not expect that i mean like there were a couple of them were like we are just getting slammed because oh, they yeah. didn't think that they were gonna have a crowd like next year they're gonna have to prepare for this like western avenue in beverly prepares for the south side irish parade they're gonna have to know this is coming i think exactly yeah Butter Upon Bacon, Bub Cafe, they weren't open yet. They yeah. will be open for next year because I'm pretty sure they're opening up in the fall. But in they Blue were Island. doing something that day. They had they? a table outside of their new space and they were just kind of serving up some sandwiches. Yeah. And I definitely got their chicken sandwich. It was absolutely delicious. It took me about three hours to eat it. But that's the problem of a curator, you know? Yeah, you're walking or, around doing stuff. You were busy that day. Very, very busy. I mean, I managed not to drink as much beer. As fast as I did last year, because I was a mumbling mess towards the end of, uh, you know, last year's Mayfest. I turned myself into a mumbling mess afterwards, (laughs) for sure. I definitely did. All right. uh, We may become a mumbling mess uh, here, drinking the bourbon that you brought over. You always bring me something to try out. This one's uh, in an Illinois distillery, right? Correct. It's from Opadan up in Waukegan. It's a single barrel cask strength bourbon that is 125.8 proof. 
It, uh, I know, love it. We've been drinking it now for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, any comments about it? Well, it's good, and you can tell it's cask right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, like I have a, a, a decanter. You can see it around the bar um, where I put a little bit of every bourbon that I ever get. Like, if I get a bottle, I put a little bit in there, and I just kind of make a blend. And it's oh. really cool because you get all these different flavors Sounds and it horrendous. constantly changes it's really cool so uh but when i put a cast strength in you always pick that out it really <laughs> is the most like overpowering thing inside of the bottle like there's a little bit of a cast strength in there right now and i can still taste it as much as i blend the other things in like i can tell that because it's always a little bit more oily in the bottle you know when you make a bourbon it's thick when it comes out a little bit thicker than what you normally get in a bottle they water it down they put water in the bourbon to get it down to what the normal proof is when you get a cast strength especially single barrel one it's cool because it always tastes a little bit different depending on how that barrel was sitting in the sun and the winter and what part of what part of the building it was resting in did it get rolled in the weird way there's all these different things you could pick up in it but then also it's heavier and it's got a little bit of a different taste to it because they haven't watered it down so i i always love a cast strength that's awesome well i'm glad i i brought that one i mean i thought it'd be cool to bring something from illinois to this yeah, podcast, you know? Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, Did you ever get out the Thornton Distilling? That's one that's nearby not here. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet, but I'm hoping to check it out sometime later like this year. You like the bourbon, and they're on the south side, and you're always doing all these festivals. You got you got festivals coming up uh, soon, right? I do. Actually, very, very soon. You're going to be at my, my, one of my favorite breweries, Hailstorm. Yes. That's, I, that's how I know, because you're going to Hailstorm. <laughs> because like they're they're one of the advertisers on Socks in the Basement, and they're one of my favorite breweries. I was already going there all the time before they said, hey, can we advertise? And then I was like, yeah, of course. And now it's super cool to walk in there. They've got the kitchen in there. Uh, it's, I think it's a scratch kitchen now. Um, I just had something. They, they, they're making these incredible, like, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? It's pork belly. Oh, yeah. Pork sliders. belly sliders. Yep. They're nuts over there. They're insane. And their wings have already won a, an award or something like that. Oh. And they're like a couple months into doing it. Like they're killing it over there in the kitchen. And then the, the the beers are really good and they keep changing things. I know they're bringing Dominatrix back soon, which is one of my favorite beers on the That's South a Side. That's triple, right? Yeah. yeah or is it a quadruple? Uh, whatever it is, it'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> it'll knock you right on your ass. It's really good, though. It's really good. So what do you when are you going over there? So uh, I'll be at Hailstorm on Sunday, the 28th. Um, that show is from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Hailstorm Brewing in Tinley Park. Um, obviously, you've already mentioned Scratch Kitchen that'll be there serving food throughout the entire event. But we will have uh, 25 artists, both inside and outside. Um, everything from they have uh, a nice out- outdoor patio there. Oh, they'll very, put a fire very, pit very in the evening nice. when it when it's time to do it, and a really neat outdoor patio there. Oh yeah. yeah. Now we're going to be putting artists on the patio as well as the parking lot that's just north of where that patio is. Okay. So we'll have a lot more artists outside and less artists inside. So we're trying a different layout for this year. I would do that with them. I mean, because it's a big beer hall and people really like to file in and drink. Oh, yeah. So that's a great way to set that up. Plus, they brought in a bunch of pinball machines I saw this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to uh, take a look at those when I set everything up on Sunday because there's a lot more than I anticipated. And they (laughs) they look pretty amazing, too. Uh, But yeah, this this time, you know, the the great thing about the show on Sunday is it's for everyone that's in the area that has nothing to do Memorial Day weekend. We have a really, really nice mix of artists, um, some brand new artists that have never been there before. Um, you know, Drew with DK Custom Woodwork is going to be selling all of his woodwork there. We'll have, um, you know, Moonlight Ben, who's kind of a horror everything artist there selling her items. What is the type of artist that you think gets the best response at, at these fairs? Like, cause you're generally doing them at breweries. Mm-hmm. So you have people that show up 
And a lot of people probably stumble across them because they're going into the brewery that day and their plan is to go in and try craft beer, do different things, you know, like, oh, what do they got up here new? Hang out maybe with a couple of friends, you know, maybe grab something to eat. So what what do you think they respond to the most? Because you really do have a type of crowd when you're doing it in breweries. So what is it that they get into? So that's an easy answer. Um, food. Anything food sells. So a good example would be Queen Cakes by George. You know, I've, I've had him in shows now for the last year or so. And he's the one artist that almost always sells out. And, you know, not even at the end of the show, he sells out in like three hours. Wow. Um, you know, anyone that's selling sweets like cookies. Oh, yeah. Or... You got that guy. I've seen him in the last couple of things. He was, he's got the grandma's cookies or oh, something yeah. like that. Grandma that guy is cookies. that guy is doing a killing. I've known. Oh, I mean, yeah. It seems like there's always somebody there. I don't know if he's doing a killing, but I, every time I walk by his table, they're like grabbing up his cookies. Now, I almost at one of your your festivals, I almost bought dog treats that I thought were human cookies. So oh, you got like these, you got these people now to cater to pets. And I was like, Ooh, that looks good. And they're like, it's a dog treat. I'm like, ah, oh. I almost bought that and ate it at my table. Well, like, it's a good thing yeah. you didn't. No, no. Uh, but speaking of treats, Tony's treats is going to be serving up the, the dog treats at the show on Sunday. Um, but yeah, it's, I've got a mix of jewelry, uh, chain link, chain link accessories, original art, a tie dye artist, soap from big Mike, who's a, a local, um, and, and just a, a variety of different items. But to get back to your question, so what sells the most? Definitely food, treats, anything sweet. Followed up to that, I would have to say it's a cross between original art and jewelry. Now, the interesting thing, I always try to, as a curator, bring in a lot more artists, people that are painting, drawing, sculpting, whatever. Things that you would see at like C2E2 when you walk through artist row. Exactly. But of all kinds, whether it's just a watercolor artist that's a bit abstract or perhaps something that's very specific, like, um, you know, Jonathan Grimmart, who has the Bound Tarot deck. Um, you know, it's a, I try to get a little bit of every kind of style at the, at the show. And you, that's one of the things that makes my shows unique and intimate, is that you're going to find these kinds of unique artists that you won't find at some of the bigger, gigantic shows where you have to walk 10 miles to get from one point to another. Right. This is something that's inside a brewery or on their patio that you can relax with a drink in hand and just kind of shop everything, all these different one-of-a-kind items. Well, that's what artists. I was like. I can I can have a beer and I can walk along and then I can sit there and say, I'll be back. And they know I'm still sitting at a table and I can think about it. And and I kind of I kind of dig that whole scene. You've got another one that weekend too, right? Do you have one on Saturday before uh, the Hailstorm one? Yes, the Pet Market. Very simply named the Pet Market. It's for your pets. Yeah, it's everything for your pets. Where's this at? So this is at Soundgrowler Brewing. Can you bring your pets in the Soundgrowler? No. No. I'm so, so glad you asked that. When people see Pet Market, they figure some of these breweries will let you bring the dog in. Well, this is you, neither place, uh, neither of the breweries this Hailstorm weekend. I know Hailstorm doesn't yeah. do it. Yeah, I know Hailstorm doesn't do it. Uh, but you can have your, peti- your, your, your uh, pet leashed on the patio. Um, Tie but, your pet to a tree. Um, go inside and buy something. <laughs> That's a great idea. There's plenty of benches to tie them to. I do not endorse that. No, idea. no, no. Please no, don't do that. Don't do they, that. <laughs> if you bring your pet, definitely keep an eye on your pet the entire time. Right. But bring friends. So bring you can a take child. Turns. Bring like bring like a teenager. One of your moody teenagers. I have two of them. I can loan you one. And have them sit there and hold on to the dog outside while you go in and drink. That's what you should do. So how, how many pet vendors are there to be able to do something? So an this, entire market. In traditional fashion for one of my shows, I have... The full swath of everything you could ever imagine at a, an artisan market, from your original artists that have pet-themed items to someone selling pillows with some amazing, you know, dog and cat motifs on them. You know, I've got dog treats, bandanas, 
cookies that are shaped like yeah the things animals. that i was gonna go eat yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah dog ties leashes apparel 3d art all with a little spin of pets in mind who comes up with these is it, is it the breweries tells you we want to do a pet thing or they say we want to do an event and you go it's time to do a pet thing it's 100 percent me yeah no that's a lie uh, <laughs> So one of the things I want to bring up, you know, obviously there's two, the two shows this weekend that I really, really want everyone to check out the pet market at sound growler on right. Saturday and the flurry of makers artisan market at Hillstorm on Sunday. Um, but if you haven't been to either one of those breweries in a while, they have this little thing called the passport that they just started handing out at all of the breweries in Illinois. Oh, there's an Illinois drinking passport. Oh yeah. So oh, I'll, I'll show that to you. Where did you get? I didn't know so they had this because I know that I know Dixie Highway Brewery uh, uh, Trail had their own passport, and I finished that. But you're telling me there's an Illinois brewing passport? Oh yeah. Where do so I get one they, of these? At? So a lot of the breweries, um, they all get a giant stack of them. I know a lot of people in some of the groups on Facebook have been frustrated because they haven't been able to get their hands on some of those passports because they run out. But uh, you know, like Lunar Brewing in Villa Park, which is in my hometown, they. Uh, They've got a bunch left, and there's certain breweries all around that have some of those left. So if you haven't secured a passport, definitely maybe just kind of look around on on Facebook, see if you can find one that has some, or just go around and check them out. John Streets uh, literally has his finger on the pulse of the artisan markets, the breweries, the bourbons that he brings down here to the bar, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh, check out the things going on this weekend: uh, Sound Growler and Hailstorm out in Tinley, both of them. Yes. So just uh, you know, spend your time out there this weekend. Check out all those artist markets, and uh, John will be back. I guarantee you. Uh, next time they have something else really cool coming up here on the South Side. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thanks, Chris. I think John Streets just gave you everything you need for this weekend. There's no reason for a bulletin board. Tinley Park, Hailstorm on Saturday, Sound Growler on Sunday. Just be there. Have a good time. Enjoy the long weekend. Our last guest, I want to get him in here. I know we're running over a little bit, but I got something I really want to get off my chest and tell you this story. I'm bringing in Butch Zemar here. He is brought to you by Sid Sauce. This is a hot sauce I found at one of those artisan markets. That's where you find some of the best stuff on the South Side. Peppers grown on the South Side. Hot sauces developed on the South Side, delivered to your door. Check out everything they have to offer at SidSauce.net. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I I uh, I, I, I had like a checkup with my doctor. All right. And you you do in, insurance stuff, which is super boring. But I but it your your scuba your your time on the aircraft carriers, all that stuff is more exciting. But you you do, you know, hover in the insurance, in the medical insurance world. That's what you do for a living. So I thought of you because the doctor goes, there's this thing going on over at uh, Advocate. And I think that's like Christ, high tech out in Palos. That's where I ended up going, where they had a price for a CT scan, a CAT scan on their website. Like it was like almost like like an oil change price, like 49 bucks. And you can go and get this whole scan of your cardiovascular system. And he goes, you know, I'm not really worried about you, but like, this is a really good deal. You should go over and do this. Like your insurance isn't going to pay for it. And I was, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, like an oil change and some new windshield wipers are probably more expensive than that. Right. And if I'm going to maintain the car, I'll maintain me. And what's funny is you never get this like in, in like with your doctors, like they never sit there and tell you what it costs in advance. And I'm like, I'll, I'll sign up for this. So I go online, I sign up. They give me like a time at like six in the evening 
I go over to high tech and Payless. I walk in the door. There's like three people in the entire building. I'm in and out. I run my credit card. I go get this thing. It's like just to kind of check out, making sure everything's working because I'm 46 years old. And I'm laughing as I'm in the CAT scan machine because I'm thinking to myself earlier today, somebody who had a real problem, right? Like they're looking for cancer. They're looking for, they're, they, you know, they, they've been injured, whatever, whatever it is. They probably spent a thousand dollars for the exact same thing that I just spent 50 bucks for. Hundred percent. Is that? I mean, isn't that crazy? Insane. Yeah, it's insane. They, they I, could do it for fifty bucks. You could like, I want to go out and buy a cat scan machine right now and just give people cat scans for fifty bucks, and I don't need the podcast the, anymore. It yeah. feels like I make a ton of money doing it. Well, the, the ROI is in there. It's very expensive to run those machines, um, but obviously steal the catch, a cat scan machine. Yeah, steal one. Yeah, wait outside for them to throw out an old one and then reconstruct it like some sort of like Avengers movie because everybody there can just make anything they want to. 100%. You see right. Quantum Medium? Yes. You see that? Mm-hmm. You see somehow the daughter goes from being like a six-year-old who's, whose father is a thief, and then she's just making something that gets them to go into the quantum realm as like her high school project. Like, are you... Like and they can make anything, sure, right? Sure. So I figure yeah. I can make a cat scan machine. Yeah, of course, right? On a scan, a scratch, right? Yeah, and make some money off <laughs> right. of it. Yes. Like they, I mean, they, I watch those movies. I yeah. should be able to make a cat scan machine. Sure. Sure, they're betting on uh, something to be found on those exams. That's where they're uh, going to reap the return on. They're it. hoping they find something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if they don't, I'm just out fifty bucks. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, but and you get a little more confidence that you, whatever you're doing is doing okay. Yeah, like you're. Yeah, you're, but the thing, my point is, and what stuck out to me was that I'm going and getting something that you would consider be a medical procedure, but the price is there right at the beginning, and. It's something that I was able to rationalize and say, yeah, that's worth it. You know, every once in a while, my blood pressure is up a little bit higher than it should be. Not crazy. But he's like, I don't think you need pills or anything like that. But what would what would be the harm in just checking and seeing, like, are you going to have a problem in 15, 20 years? And I'm like, well, I would like to know that. I'd like to know if there's something I got to change, right? I mean, if he tells me I can't drink beer anymore, well, then I'm just going to die because that, that, that That's whatever, not going to happen, not giving up the bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not giving up going out to these breweries and everything for this podcast, but, but I could probably make other changes. But, to, but to me, the idea that it was like sitting there and it was a price that I could see, like I, the, the, the thing that hit me in the brain, like smack dab in the front of it was I get all these things for like an oil change or car service, like the dealership. I have a Ford will send me a thing telling me, we'll give you this, we'll do this, we'll do this, and here's a coupon. And then I'll get something from like a Jiffy Lube, right? And Jiffy Lube is sometimes cheaper, at least it used to be, right? But Jiffy Lube's like independently owned. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Some of them, they're hit or miss, right? I could walk in there and walk out without my cap screwed on correctly and have like a $200 problem because the guy just started running a Jiffy Lube and he doesn't know what he's doing because they change ownership constantly, at least around here where I live. So I just go to the dealer, maybe pay a little bit more, but I can see the price comparison and make that decision about my car. If my car dies, I just buy a new car. If I die, that's it. You would think I should be able to do the same thing, like, right? I mean, like, I don't understand why I can't do that. Because uh, you're using logic and logic is thrown out the window. Um, And part of it was because somebody else paid the bill for so many years. And that's why we're in this mess, right? Because there's always somebody else to pay it. And then... Today, it's being passed on uh, more and more to the consumers, and we're demanding more, right? That's why there's 
they're you're they're supposed to have a menu board anyways now, but they're not, they're fighting it. But yeah, it made it's easier to make educated decisions. You could decide if you're going to do something or not, but it's just not readily available in the healthcare world. I 100% agree with you. I think uh, the, your listeners to the podcast need to start demanding at their provider level. I think that's going to start some make some changes. I also think that. Um, there, there's currently a shift in the larger group space where they're educating the employees to move to better. Um, uh, they're encouraging them to make better outcomes and financially rewarding them for it. And so meaning not just a wellness visit, but go to facilities that display the prices right. and, and display their quality of care. I just want to go in. I want to give them the money. I mean, eventually, I would imagine they'll start putting a credit card charge on there and there'll be a tip line in the hospital. Yes, right. <laughs> But I'll char. take it right now. Tip I'll take char. that. Tip I'll char. tip them. If they can give me the prices, I'll start tipping at hospitals. There, there we go. Sounds like, you know, as long as they get a cash bar, right? Right. Exactly. They, 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 they need that as well. Uh, ZMAR Podcast. Yes. You can get it everywhere and at thezmarpodcast.com. Thezmarpodcast.com. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. It's the South Side. It's the South Side. It's the South Side Pod. Thanks for listening. Y'all come back now, here.